Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you and that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. So, clicks, community still the same. Yeah. So um, I wanna come to you Colette first cause you're gonna explain, yeah. you still maintain why community. Yeah. Uh, so I want to first come to you and then come back to you, um, Jennifer. So clap. Because it comes back to the understanding of the danger of scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm thinking about it going, but I guess I kind of speak to my experience. Mm -hmm. And I found the act of setting up a business seven or eight years ago, really lonely. I was trying to network. I don't live in London, by the way, anymore. I used to, don't live in London anymore, haven't lived in London for a decade. So I was trying to intentionally do some, create a business where I could do business locally and, you know, and I was trying to create networks there and I found it very lonely. I found people didn't get my business or what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then people, there was a slight, um, <laughs> it sounds really weird for me now, but this is eight years ago. I was networking in circles where it was predominantly white women who were much older than me and they, it felt like they were like, you, what are you trying to do? It's, you know that, that American word, uppity? That's how mm. I really felt. That's what they were seeing and I really found it quite damaging. So it was only when I, I got access to spaces and community spaces led by and for black women and, and, and multiple of them and was like actually... And, and actually, in those few, where I had, in those few spaces, you know, there'd be like the one other black woman. You go, and, and they, even in my early business, those were, the, those were where the opportunities happened. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but think, I've, I've experienced the value of, and of community with black women in business through unexpected sources where actually the world and experience would tell us that we need to compete because there's only two of us in the room and it's women in business and you only have your spot slot and, and that just what didn't happen mm -hmm. you know the one one occasion the one other black woman in the room was like oh i've got a radio show you come on it you know and, and when i was early starting business somebody else was like oh yeah let me interview you for there was just that's where opportunity came from so that can only be my experience and i'm not being idealistic because i i really understand if people i can completely see it where people would answer differently and mm -hmm. say actually no way more clicky in business i get it that wasn't my experience but i understand how that can happen because of the um the way that the world wants you to compete i i know that you know where <laughs> post 2020 um you know funding for black female initiatives black female founders ebay are doing this okay cool 12 places for all the black women in the uk you're kidding 12 what 
you you big eBay with twelve places, so no wonder people are feeling like, well, I have to compete. You know, I, I get it. There's such a, there is. It, no, it's not just scarcity mindset. There is. There can there be a, a perce a, perception of a scarcity yeah. of opportunity, and the, therefore an that would make it. Yeah. Not to, not to, because I want to get Jennifer in. Yes, there, there is definitely an, an undercurrent. Um, from your perspective, Jennifer, what, what when you answered the question in business or you pondered it. What what would you what were you thinking? What was your perspective? Why do you answer in that way? I mean, I I just maybe it's the the nature of the business you're involved in mm -hmm. or whatever. Because I come the business that I'm involved in is IT is strongly male dominated, and over the years it's gotten better with a lot of women, mm -hmm. um, a lot more black women, um, and it probably goes back to how a lot of the black women within this industry that I'm in are perceived. So therefore, a lot of the black women probably live up to the perception of how they're perceived and therefore don't try to build a community within mm. the business that I'm in. So what I've found is that a lot of black women would tend to stay in their sphere and not reach out to other black women unless another black woman has been more proactive mm -hmm. and tried to engage and, and, and create opportunities for to help that person along. So that's why I say, say for me, in my business, the area of business I'm in, it feels more cliquey. Um, over the years, it's, it was worse years ago. Over the years, it's getting better, and it's getting better probably for different reasons because of the um, a lot more. We see a lot more on social media around black women in business and, and, and how progressive they're becoming and stuff like that. But I think it probably depends on the business that you're in. Yeah, I really hear that. Um, with whether you see it as clicking. For me, certainly in the business that I'm in, IT, change and training, it's more, it feels to me more clicking. And you said community, Carmel. Yeah, I think because I come from the perspective where I work in the community and all my work is community. Mm. And then on top of that, the other layer is I have a women's network mm. that brings women mm. in business together. So all I see is that community of women yeah. working together. Um, like Colette, I agree. I can see where in certain sectors there would be that cliquey mindset and that cliquey behaviour. And I think that's out of necessity for all the things that you were saying in terms of funding and scarcity of opportunity. But my perspective and my experience is community. So all I see is black business, businesses coming together to work together, support each other, create opportunities for each other, mm. you know, signposting each other, referring each other. And I've built my kind of network in my world to look like that. So I suppose I come at this with blinkers on anyway, because mm -hmm. I naturally created that around me because that's what I wanted but again, to see. it sounds like it's the nature of what you're involved yeah. in. Yeah, and that's, that's hence that. why yeah. it's yeah, sector yeah. De definitely sector driven. Mm. If you're in a sector where it is competitive. Yeah, I wanted to add something. I was really um, kind of reflecting on what you said, Jennifer, and I was thinking the other dynamic of it, because I, I really found that, yeah, sector specific, because when I now networking and advertising, we've in created networks and pockets where we do that because we're grown and we're older and we can and we have power and you know we can do that but coming through it was really i didn't see many other women that were like me and i and i know why that was because 
we, we I was talking about this with a group of friends in the industry. Now, who's still working in the industry? I don't. I work maybe industry adjacent. But this thing about as as black women, um, we can be both hyper visible and then invisible. What I mean by that is you can be hyper visible at points where someone needs to take the blame, or you're someone wants to say you've been angry in a meeting when you haven't. But you're, you're hyper visible, like because everyone there's only one you, and people are like oh, and they confuse you with the other black person. It's, there's that. But then on the other side, there's that thing, and I, I will say it's a thing. It's, it, I hear it. People say they're told this. My mum and dad never said this to me, but you know, like, just keep your head down, get the work done, keep your head down. And because everyone's keep... The, so if you're in an environment where it's keep your head down and get the work done, you're not networking, mm. you're not building community, you're not reaching, you're not doing mm. exactly what you said, Jennifer, about being proactive. You've got your head down, and you're not even your head down, so you can't see anybody else. Like, you're not... And I think that has an impact then. Mm. And, and sometimes for care reasons, you need to just sort of maybe be, be a bit invisible. I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to put my head above the parapet type thing. I don't want to be stand out. I'm just going to sit here and you know, do that. I feel like I wouldn't. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that like when I've mentored women, for example. And, and so I really feel that is that's also that, that works directly against community. Mm-hmm. So depending on you know, where the environment you're in, if you're in that sort of environment, either a you know, cutthroat competitive one or that where you're just like, oh no, keep my head down and don't, don't, you know, I don't want to be too visible, then yeah, I, I, that's where I think that can also work mm-hmm. against community. So again, I think we've talked about, I think it, there's layers to this, mm-hmm. you know, but I think we can speak from our direct experiences. So. And so if we come back out of your direct yeah. experiences and you look at the sectors that you are in, community, Community, yeah. community, and uh, uh, clicks. Mm. Okay. So, and I think there's a lot of important points there because we're talking about scarcity mindset. We're talking about there can only be one, the Highlander theory, yeah. uh, which yeah, I've referred to, I've been referring yeah. to it for years. Uh, yeah. There can only yeah. be one. Yeah. Um, we're talking about out, thank you. We're talking about outside factors um, affecting the community thank for you. which we all operate in. And so before we move into the conversation a little more, uh, we are getting our main, the chef Naomi is going to introduce to us and then uh, there are other questions that I have for you. So, Chef Naomi. Um, So for your main course, you have a salted egg stew and pounded yam, which is one of our favorite, but for Brie, you've got fish, Egosi soup with pounded jam. Now, I only eat swallow with my hands. Yeah. So you have fork and knives if you want mm-hmm. to use that, but I will be using my hands. Mm-hmm. And there's baby wipes here if you want to yeah. wipe your hands. Yeah. Up to you, but thank you very much. Thank you so uh, much. Well, I've never had it, so, yeah, so you neither. can use your fork and your... I'll be right back with the um, so do you want to add, so we have rosé, we have wine. Um, yeah. Chef Naomi, you want to come back so we can confirm who would like... Okay, okay, perfect. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Okay. So, I'm just going to shift this because I'm going to get tucked into my uh, agusi. Uh, So, when we talk about black women uh, in the community that black women have or the clickiness that black women have, there is a conversation, a growing conversation about feminism and the black community. So the first question I have for you is, 
Should we be feminists? Should we all be feminists, black women? Should black women be feminists? Yes or no? So let me start there. Let's get that out of the way and then push into other things. So should black women be feminists? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Carmel, I'll come to you for yes or no. Yes, no. Yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> good. Um, yes or no. Go to someone else. <laughs> Colette, yes, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jennifer, yes or no? Mm. Now, you know, immediately when you said, when you asked the question, my in my head it was like, well, yes or no? I don't want know, any explanation. Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? Based on what I understand feminism yes to be, no. then I'll say... <laughs> I'd say yes again. I yes, to okay. That. I'll come back. Yes or no? I feel like we're probably in the same space of what does that even mean, mean in today's that's society? What, that's what so, so I would say yes. yes. Okay. Based on okay. 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 So from your perspective, yeah. black women should be feminists. So yes. Okay. Now, why did you want me to go to someone else <laughs> first? <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me start there. So why go to uh, I think someone else? It's the the whole, what does it mean in yeah. today's society? That what does it mean for you? Um, so I'll, I'll go back into how I was raised and the mindset I was given. And it's that um, certain characteristics and the submissiveness and independentness and everything else and broad and wrapped up in all these interesting conversations people always have around um, feminism. And I always feel that it's based on whatever a certain person's agenda is in that conversation, rather than it being a specific thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at feminism. So I think when people want to push the idea that women should be independent outside mm -hmm. of men, then feminism is that. Mm -hmm. When it's about um, women being um, more independent in the sense of the workplace and earning more money and not needing men, then it becomes that. But to me, that isn't feminism. So what is it for you? Um, I, I feel like it's become so diluted and convoluted that I don't even know what it means anymore. I think that's the position I sit in because I look at it as um, being able to have autonomy for myself and being able to walk in my own truth and understanding without having to be concerned about what other people think and feel about that in the sense that it's my, I suppose, idea of that independent woman. However, as I said, based on the conversations and everything else that comes with being a feminism and being a feminine, it just seems so convoluted that I just want to say, I'm Carmel and Brito, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's an interesting one for me. I, I, yeah. But you say even though it's convoluted and the definitions are different depending on who you speak to, black women should be feminist. I think it's generational mm. as well. I think mm -hmm. generation on generation have different ideas of what it means, and I think it's something that's been used to suit a political time that we're in, a cultural shift that we're in. So it's also it's always been used for something else other than what. It, it is, and I think that's the difficulty that comes with okay. um, whether you sit in the space of being or not being. Okay. But I think in the true sense of feminism, absolutely black women need to be feminism. And I, I think by nature we are anyway. Okay. I, I just think we naturally sit in that position. However, 
as I'll keep saying, <laughs> based on the narratives that we have nowadays in society, it's become convoluted as to what it actually means. Okay, Colette, you said yes. So yeah, what does feminism mean so, to you, so first of all? What's your definition? And then why for yes? For me, is um, making sure that women have equitable access to um, opportunity, to wealth creation, to generational wealth, to, to voting rights in society, uh, to um, the right to seek employment should we choose to, the right to make our own choices about our bodies and about, you know, how we want to raise our kids. And, you know, we, we, women, feminine for me, feminism for me is about women having agency over our own lives. That's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, that's what it means. It doesn't, where I agree with Carmel that it's been politicised and warped. Yeah. So, so people will say, for example, and, people, and also people use feminism as sort of a weapon to introduce other, um, oh, I don't know, other isms. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, well, feminism, so we're going to be Islamophobic. No, 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 mm -hmm. that's not under feminism. You don't get to define, you know, this is about women having agency. You don't get to define what that looks like according to, you don't get to define that looks like. You don't, need, you don't get to hold one standard of womanhood based on where you're situated now over yeah. another. That's not what that is. Mm -hmm. it's, about, but that, but it's about acknowledging that there are some ba still some very unequal, basic rights that women, that, that women don't have. And that is where we, we should be. So I say, I often say this, and I, I remember having a really early conversation with my husband, he's like, and I was like, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm a feminist because I genuinely believe that women need equitable access to opportunities and, and these things. And that's what, so as part of black women, of course, because it fundamentally impacts. And if we don't, if we're not feminists, then other people are speaking on our behalf. And if we, if we aren't even more so, then that agenda only then will suit white women, for example, if we're here in the UK. The agenda will only suit white women. It won't, the, black women then, you know, by default won't have a voice. The other thing, then I'll stop, which is that though black women, just, I think, should be feminists, but I understand where people don't want to engage because of the, what I just said before, because there's all sorts of isms and political warping and stuff wrapped in it, and people are like, no, because it is <laughs> it's that thing where people were, you know, so-called feminists in like the 1900s were like, oh yeah, give us the vote before black men. Well, that's nothing, is it? Well, it's not, this is not, you know, and when you've got people saying that, why would you want to join their team? Yeah. Why on earth would you want to? That sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. So I get it why people wouldn't, but at its base level, from my understanding of it, I think, yes. Okay. I guess for me, it was initially when I hesitated, it was because what does that even mean? Yeah. That was my first thing in my head. And then it was like, well, what does it mean for me? And for me, fem feminism, is about me and other women like me having equality and the right to be and do what's best for me. Mm -hmm. Not what anybody else tells mm. me is best for me. Mm. Um, it, feminism is not that I want to be independent from men or I mm. want power over men or anything. It's what's right for me. Mm -hmm. So I should have fair... Um, I should have the opportunity, just like any other human being in this world, to achieve what I think is right for me. Mm -hmm. So that's what, because I'm, I'm an only girl amongst five boys. 
and I was brought up to be how my mum wanted me to be, or well, not how she wanted me to be, but to be strong, strong black woman. Um, but it was never, oh, you've got to be independent from men. It was, you get yourself an education because education gives you power mm. to do what it is that you want to do. It puts you on that journey to do what you want to do. So for me, feminism is all about me empowering myself to do and be how I want to be and empowering other women mm. as well to be the same as well. And, and to calling out and speaking when things are wrong, you know, not right for me and other women. That's mm. for me what feminism means. So there's two critiques and feedback that I hear often about feminism and Colette addressed one of them. Uh, but I want to get your opinion on it. So one of the critiques I always hear is that feminism is a white woman's movement. Yeah. It's not for black women. Mm -hmm. So do you think not what you would like for it to be, not the ideal, not the aspiration, when you look at it, do you think feminism is a white woman's movement, yes or no? So, Carmel, yes or no? Do you want the yes or no before I buffer it? Yes, <laughs> I always want your position before you um, buffer it, yes or no? It's hard to give the position without buffering. But you have but I the was, position. I would say, um, yes or no? Ooh. You see, my immediate response <laughs> is yes. Oh, then but, and, but, but I will, I will stop there. Okay. Yes. Is feminism a white woman's movement? Yes or no, Colette? Um. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So okay, Jennifer. Yes if or I, no? If I'm going by my definition, no. Yeah. Okay. So. Now we can get into the buffer and, and your nuance, <laughs> Carmel. I think because for me, it He's is, in, yeah, in the simplest terms, it should just be that agency and autonomy. Mm -hmm. However, because it's been used in political terms for an agenda that mostly suits white women, mm -hmm. it then becomes a white woman's. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say yes, no, but it needs to be buffered so. with certain things because yeah. actually my position is like, like yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in reality, in its purest sense, it's a woman's thing yeah. and that's what it should be. But unfortunately, yeah. because we have all that, you know, we need to use it to suit a certain agenda. And if we go back historically and look at how it's been used mm. to suit certain agendas, yeah. it then becomes a white woman's mm. agenda because it mainly benefits and suits white women more than it does us. And I think when we start to come into the conversation, um, it very rarely is in a, in a position where it's for the benefit of us solely. Yeah. But when they're in the conversation, yeah. more often than not, than not, it is about their yeah. own personal benefit yeah. so that's why I sit yeah. in that space okay yeah. and you said no Claire. oh yeah but with the uh, no question mark <laughs> <laughs> no exactly what uh, exactly what Carmel just said so uh, the, no, the no question mark because no because of course it's about women having agency and opportunity and you know who needs that more than black women and we have to advocate for ourselves but the question mark is why am I just repeating what Carmel said? Yes, everything Carmel said. Mm -hmm. That actually, it has been a um, movement that has been used for the benefit of white people, uh, white sorry, white women above yep. 
um, black people, black men, black women, and then used to, and also then used by white women to align themselves to patriarchy, which is exactly the opposite of what it's fighting for. Is, so yeah. it's exactly the opposite. So I'm it's super confused. But still, I stand by no because I go, it can't possibly. I guess my, my no is because if we use those as reasons to opt out and say, well, it's just white women, then they, then they win. They, <laughs> then they win. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then those people, then they do. Those specific white women doing that, they win. Like, they, they, then they've done, they've done their job, and that's not what the movement is. Yeah. So if I say, if I answer yes, then I, and yeah, I have to, and also, yeah, I'm an optimist. So it was a no with a big, the big question mark was everything. Yeah, hell yes, what Carmel said. But that's why the, the no is yeah. because it, it has to be for us. And I'm, we're going to make it so. Okay. Make it so. <laughs> And Jennifer, you said yes. Yeah. Feminism and is a white women's movement. And what did you mean by that? So in, in that, I mean, it came out of white women. Um, the history of it is um, coming from white women. Um, and to some extent, black, pe black women have been sort of um, removed from a lot of the conversations around women's rights and you know, and, and advocacy for black women and things like that. So that's why I say it's a white woman's thing more so than a, a black woman's thing. I slightly disagree because I, I don't like think... I don't ahead. think... Only on a small point, and it's just that I don't think historically it's been a white woman's thing. I think um, it was a black women's thing that was piggybanked onto by white women um, to use for their be benefit. And I think as... Often is the case, it then became to the detriment of black women. Yeah. But I think we have to be mindful when we think that for the same reasons that you're saying, Colette, that if we start to think of it as historically it was theirs and mm. it benefits them more than it benefits us, then you start to find that women opt out of it because yeah. of the optics. And um, we have to be really careful in that. I think yeah. we have to acknowledge that actually. But then it feels like, it almost feels like feminism needs to be for me it's dynamic it needs to be redefined if yeah. you like i think that's what's happening now hence the yeah. reason why we're sitting here questioning what does it actually mean because i think each generation of women kind of redefines what it means for them and and they use it for the benefit of themselves in that period of time yeah. Yeah. because if we go backwards and look at why it was used and then we go back a little bit more and think about why it was used but then there's a, that danger then isn't it using the term feminism yep. i think because yep. you it's, it's got all the historical connotations yep. attached to it unless you're going to re-educate people and say well you know dynamically it's a term that's changing yep. given what's happening around you given the environment you're in then you know i, I don't know i don't know whether people women are are doing that today i mean what? maybe you guys are more because you're more in the work you do, maybe you see that more than I would do. I would see it, but I don't see it as being redefined in those terms. What I, I like, sorry, yeah, yeah, what I really, the thing I really like is where people are, the redefinition is happening, yeah. but it's not of feminism. That term is what mm. it is. Mm. Yep. They're That's calling right. what we're talking about white feminism. Mm. And I love that. I'm like, you have to be clear about what that is. The whitewashing of feminism. Mm. These are things that are starting to be understood. So as you said, the historical, and you know, like everything, there's work to be done. But sometimes I feel like with justice work, we 
we, we, let's not redefine the original term. That is what it is. Yep. Let's, let's talk about what was co-opted and give that a name. Yep. White feminism, white supremacist feminism. Let's give that the name. And I, you know, and that's not just me. <laughs> it's not me. Well, don't call it invented that now. No, absolutely not. This is, that's no, what it is are calling term. it. hundred percent. I, I purposely tool. didn't say because I don't no. want to be feeding my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. White but they, it's it's white feminism. White feminism. And, and it's, it's not only is it a term, it is acknowledged in the feminine movement as a bad thing. Yeah. So, and that's what I really, then, that sometimes when we um, have these discussions, you know, the, the thing I always love is that little glimmer of hope, because I love the fact that even like t 10 years ago, you know, you'd have to go and read bell hooks or something. You'd have to go and look for that conversation about yeah. white fem feminism. Now we see that on Instagram as, and being talked about by white people. And I really love that. It's not just conversations we're having at, um, women of the world in, um, as this is a very indirect, <laughs> specific example from my experience, three years ago, Women of the World, I went to this brilliant, brilliant um, book discussion about Bill, Bill Hooks, Ain't I a Feminist, and it, Ain't I a Woman, not Ain't I a Feminist, sorry, Ain't I a Woman, and it, this just, was the just discussion. Just take a step back, yeah. um, just because we have an audience that's listening and not everyone will be okay. familiar with Bill Hooks, so first yes. of all, Want to define mm. who Bell Hooks is for those who oh, in so not, not, in not don't do a dissertation, good. just say no. I'm line. not a very good. So I think that Bell Hooks is an amazing writer and thinker on love and feminism and mm. um, black womanhood in the US. Yes, mm. that's it. And and wrote a book called Ain't I a Woman yeah. that talks specifically about what we've just been talking yeah. about in terms of feminism and the issues with the movement. Um, and that was the discussion mm -hmm. and. It was, I remember at the time, this is, I go, this was a few years ago, it um, was a group of people and someone very tentatively brought up the word white feminism and they got shouted down by white feminists. And it was very telling and, and all the black women in the room kind of not looks at each other like, mm, okay. Mm. You know, the sort of look mm. where you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, um, and then the facilitator very beautifully said, but that's exactly what we're talking about now. You've just demonstrated it. You know, you've just demonstrated it. Fast forward a few years, and now, as I said, white feminism is being discussed by white women and said as a bad thing by white women. And, you know, and if we have a conversation and I say in a workshop, I can do a, a brand workshop and say, but we need to be careful. That is not white feminism. And I'm not, you know... <laughs> Uh, run People out of the room with pitchforks. Yeah. Exactly, what looks like I'm like looks at like I'm crazy. So it's a conversation I can have, even in my professional life and work. And I think that shows movement. There's still obviously so far to go. This is still a very you know is kind of obviously it's, it it's, it depends on the industry and all this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I get it, mm -hmm. but still that's movement. Mm -hmm. And that's so let thing. me thanks, Claire and um, Carmel. Before I move yeah. on to the second critique, I just want to make sure we get your response because you also wanted to. I just want to make sure you you added what you need to before I move on. No, I'm good. I think I think as long as we are mindful, I think it was said somewhere in the discussion that feminism at its core is what it is. Mm -hmm. I think um, regardless of the historical context, I think it was yourself, Jennifer, that mm -hmm. was saying it actually, that regardless of the historical context, if we just keep it to the real definition and the meaning, it becomes ageless and it does what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. as we've seen, people piggy bank on it and they use it for their benefit and so it becomes distorted. But I, I love the fact that we can have the conversations. Yeah. So the second critique that I hear is that feminism attacks black men. 
So do you think that feminism attacks black men? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Jennifer, yes. Okay. So why do you think feminism attacks black men? I feel it's, it's a, you have to look at it in the historical context and I think it was done by design and it's again for all the reasons that we've been talking about, um, who it benefits and how it benefits certain communities and um, then becomes to the detriment of our own community yeah. and so if we're looking at it through that lens we can only say that it is to the detriment of black men. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Colette, do okay. you agree it, disagree? Agree, agree deliberately and willfully yeah. it was used to you know when black men were starting to get because in patriarchy mm-hmm. patriarchy would reward men first mm-hmm. white dude then um black dude so when black dudes wh- white women then said oh no feminism we and that so of course it's used it pit, pit at odds it shouldn't be but it is and has been and continues to be so and um where Feminism should be calling out patriarchy across the board. I note that there's a specific energy, as with all these things, due to you know systemic racism, that it becomes a black black man very easily. And I'm like, hang on a second. How did we? This get is him? patriarchy, and you know, four percent, whatever, four percent of black people, four percent of the population. Uh, you need to be talking to the 96% yeah. and then the 50% of that population, 96%, 50% of that, that's who you need to be talking to. Your energy is for those people first and foremost. 4%? Why? There's, it's, there's oh, it's like many things, there's a over-index and a spotlight. It always then comes back to black men. I'm like, hang on, that's not the conversation. Yeah. But it, it too often becomes. So I think, yes, it's been levelled as historically and, you know, when... Politically, it's always an easy target to do. And then it's a distraction from what it should be. Jennifer? Agreed with everything that's said. And it's, for me, it's another thing to hold down. Amen. So then I come back to my original question slightly differently. Why should black women um, embrace a movement that attacks our partners in the community? I think there's a difference in um, black... One second, come around. Go go on, go on. You can come up. Please do. No, but I like like order at my table. You can raise your hand for us. Go ahead, come up. Yeah, so I... So, for exactly the reason, because if we... This this movement is super important for our... And and actually, regardless of whether we like it or not, this movement will affect us. As black women, we join, and therefore we can make sure it um, works for our game, Mm. And, and and if it works for our gain, it won't it, it won't, won't then our hold our men down yeah. <laughs> on an on a structural level. It may we may on an individual level have some conversations we need to have with individuals in our community. That's the same with every movement. Yeah. Everyone is not yeah. a monolith. You They're might need to have a conversation, you know. But institutionally, it will not be something levelled and weaponised to hold people down. Yeah. And and that's sorry. And to be clear about what I mean by that, I do not mean women should be black women should be part of it to um benefit or to because we have to show up for black women that's not what i mean i mean we should do it because materially it affects us and when black women are part of the conversation we can make sure that we're breaking down this structural kind of weaponization of it okay i was literally just going to take from a slightly different position and say that if we're looking at it as looking at it as their movement that we're joining, then that 
is the problem rather than looking at it as uh, I think we said it at the table already mm. as a women's thing so if we're looking at it as a women's thing then absolutely black women should be a part of it for all the reasons that you've mentioned Colette but if we keep looking at it as um, it's a white and woman's thing and we're to trying join. to infiltrate and mm -hmm. trying to join that's where the problem is it's already for us it's already, yeah. Not to it's, interrupt. it's already for us. No. But it, why are we, so it's already for us in its original mm. definition. Yep. Let's not let the um, people who are co-opting it like, drag it off in a different direction. Then it's always the case with racism, and it's it always the case with that. Okay. It's so easy, you know, racism is the, the serious function of racism, Toni Morrison says, is distraction. And that's another distraction. So let's not let ourselves get distracted. Okay. It's almost like redefining it and shaping it for us, yeah. isn't it? Mm so that it benefits us and our community and, and our men as well. Um, that's how I see it, really. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You, you can are. also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications your and looking forward and to the next time we break bread, bread together. Food for the hungry mind. Gather round for some healthy conversation and a great spread You heard what they said, we're here to break bread Fill up your glasses fast and take it to your heads Then fill your belly with some hearty laughter that can wake the dead Can see from the golden brain of Sabrina Clark She had a vision, it was lit and then we've seen the spark And feeding minds became a fixture Now we're bringing back